today I want to talk about anger <laughs> and how to manage it. So regardless of the reason, anger can lead us to suffering and have adverse effects on our mental and physical well-being. You can notice what we experience after becoming angry or being frustrated with someone. We feel so exhausted and drained and depleted. In 2009, Elizabeth Blackburn won the Nobel Prize in Physiology for her discovery of telomeres. Telomeres are like the protective caps on the ends of shoelaces. They are the protective caps on the end of our chromosomes, which are the thread-like structures that carry our genetic information. As we age, our telomeres gradually become shorter, and this has been linked to various age-related diseases. Her research has shown that people who experience chronic anger and hostility have shorter telomeres than those who experience less anger. So if you're stressed and angry, you shorten your lifespan. Then why do we hold on to it? And how can you deal with anger when it arises? Although there are many approaches to managing anger, today I'd like to discuss the most critical aspect. Recognizing that the key to managing our anger lies solely within us, not with the other person. For example, if someone drives recklessly on the road and almost causes an accident with your car, you may feel angry. You may think the person owes you an apology for that issue to be resolved. What if the person does not apologize? In that case, you've given that person control over your emotions. It is as if you are relying on them to release your anger for you. However, the problem is that the person may not even recognize what they did to you. It happens, right? They don't remember what they did to us. And the person may keep running away then you must keep chasing them for the rest of your life. So to let go of your anger, it is crucial to remember that you are responsible for your own anger. Dr. Jill Bolte Taylor, a neuroanatomist and author, has said that anger only lasts for 90 seconds. She explains that when we experience an emotion, it triggers a physiological response in the body, such as the release of neurotransmitters and hormones. This response peaks at around 90 seconds, 
and then dissipates. 90 seconds. So Mr. Sutesan says, when thoughts arise during meditation, we should just recognize them as thoughts. Do not engage with them. Do not try to get rid of them. Then they will disappear themselves. We can apply the same method in dealing with anger. The emotions keep us alive because we replay the story in our minds over and over and holding on to the emotions. I'd like to share my personal experience about this. During a vulnerable period in my life, someone in a position of power treated me unfairly, causing me to suffer mentally for several years. For a long time, I held on to the belief that I was a victim. And the memory made me feel uncomfortable for many, many years after that. Although I wanted to let go of the negative emotions, I didn't want to force myself to forgive. I thought that forgiveness should come naturally when I was ready. During that difficult time, my teacher told me that I was the only one who could make myself feel small and that it was me, not the other person, who hurt me and who was underestimating myself. But at that time, I didn't fully understand the meaning behind these words. And years later, it dawned on to me that I wanted to become the owner of my own emotions. I felt a sense of aspiration. You know, many self-help books discuss similar ideas, right? And perhaps there was what my teacher was trying to teach to me. But I wasn't ready to accept, accept, accept that at that time. It wasn't until I shifted my focus from what had happened to me in the past and what I had lost as a result to how I want to live and what I want to become, that I felt prepared to let go of my anger and understood what my teacher had told me years earlier. So I decided to shift my focus from what had, passed, what had happened in the past and to the present moment. It is common to believe that we must first have a complete understanding to have a faith in a practice and to start doing it. However, the desire to do it comes first. You must want it first, then believe it and practice it. Therefore, 
if you have an aspiration of change, it means you're ready for it. It means you can do that. You can make that change. If you're finding it hard to let go of anger, then ask yourself, do I truly want to let it go? The next thing that I'd like us to remember in dealing with anger is when we feel angry, we need to pause. No matter what the situation, we need to pause. This may not be easy. It's like stopping a car rolling down a steep hill. It helps to breathe with your tangent awareness. You can focus your mind on your lower abdomen, just breathe. Take a deep breath in and out just three times. When the energy in the body settles down, we calm down quickly because our body and minds are not separate. Why do we need this practice? Because most of the thoughts we have when we are angry are just a reflection of our anger. We don't realize it when we are angry. Anger is like red ink that colors the water in an aquarium. If the water becomes red, everything will appear red to the fish in the tank. When we are angry, we think the other person is entirely wrong. This can cause us to act unskillfully. And one day, this is also my story, one day, someone talked to me, and so rudely and aggressively, and I immediately thought it was wrong, and his manner was not acceptable at all. So what did I do? <laughs> I did something I felt I had to do. I reacted by saying something with the same rude and aggressive energy <laughs> to punish him. You deserve it. <laughs> and although it seemed like the right thing to do at that time, the un uncomfortable feeling remained in my gut. After doing the right thing, then you're supposed to feel comfortable, right? And eventually I realized that I did not necessarily have to act like that. It was not necessary. This kind of impulsive reaction usually results in an escalation of suffering on both sides. This event made me realize that something I believed to be true when I was feeling anger may not have been accurate. You shouldn't trust yourself when you're angry. I thought anger was relatively easy for me to handle because, you know, I do not become upset or angry easily. I'm gentle and kind. <laughs> but it turns out that this was not true either. When we become angry, we tend to believe that the other person made us angry. Is it true? Why, in fact, the seed of anger is in us. So when the cause meets a specific condition, it generates an effect. 
cause condition effects. The other person only plays a role in creating the specific condition. The seeds are within us. This explains why two people react differently in the same situation. They hear the same words, they see the same situation, but one person gets angry while the other person remains calm. If we understand this, we will be better at pausing and reflecting on our emotion. One of my jobs at One Dharma Center is managing and controlling heating and cooling system. Some people say that the meditation hall is too cold, and some people say that the temperature is a little too warm for meditation. Neither of these are really correct. <laughs> Recently, we had to call, the, call a heating technician to fix a problem with the floor heating in our meditation hall. And during his visit, um, he mentioned that for him, 70 degree is just the perfect temperature for him. But for his wife, even 74 is not warm enough. How do you think? Is 74 warm enough? <laughs> and it causes them trouble when they sleep at night. Good sleep is important, right? 70 degree warm or not. Now instead of arguing about it, a more constructive approach or a more accurate approach would be to say, I feel this room is cold. And the other person would say, I feel that this room is a little too warm. This opens up the possibility of finding a solution that works for both. Perhaps you could consider purchasing a water heating pad you know, that has separate temperature controller to accommodate different preferences. Then you can buy that online. <laughs> or you can just decide to follow to whatever the other person likes. Just as different people respond differently to the same temperature, our minds can also have different reactions to the same sensory conditions. And we can only recognize this when we pause and step back from our anger and become aware of what we are feeling. We need to step back and to have some distance from what we are feeling. And this doesn't mean that we have to ignore all the wrong behavior of other people in the society. So let me introduce a story in our scripture. One day, the son of a disciple of Master Sotesan was badly startled by a hunter's misfire. His son would have been killed. The disciple was wondering what the right choice and action would be if the worst case happened. He thought, should I just forgive him? 
Should I just accept anything that happens to my son? Because everything that happens has its reason. You know, I practice and I learn cause and effect, the principle of cause and effect in the universe. So he asked to Mr. Sotesa. So what if a drunken driver almost hit your child? Most people will become furious. Now how would you react? How would you respond? So Tesan said to the disciple, I would, as a citizen and a father, immediately report the details to the government office. I would subsequently entrust the matter to the office that regulates the law and consider it to be out of my hands after that. This story tells us that even in difficult and emotional situations, such as life-threatening situations involving our child, we should not be consumed by our emotions and react impulsively. And at the same time, you also need to take practical action, such as reporting the incident to the authorities. He said that he would consider the matter to be out of his hands after that, You know, there are certain things that are beyond our control and we must learn to accept them and move on rather than holding on to that. This story teaches us how to find the middle way in situations where we could be angry at somebody's mistake or wrongdoings. Today I have shared how to deal with anger. You know, anger is one of the three poisonous minds in Buddhism. The other two are greed and delusion or ignorance. I'd like to conclude my talk you know, by reading the first items of the essential dharmas of daily practice. The mind is originally free from disturbance. But disturbances arise in response to sensory conditions. Let us restore the equanimity of our, our true nature by letting go of disturbances. I hope we all become the master and the owner of our minds. Thank you. Thank you.